When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week uh, on the podcast, we are talking about the 1984 Karate Kid. Karate Kid, a classic. Classic, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, obviously the villain is... And this is supposed to be Johnny. Yes. Right. That's who you got. The the uh, the Karate Kids nemesis. Adversary. Yeah. Ne- nemesis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So so we were talking <laughs> briefly before this. And Craig doesn't seem to think that there's a large argument here. Well. Okay. So I feel like like Karate Kids been requested a lot, mm. and um, I I feel like we've avoided doing it up to this point because there was the um, the cracked uh, after hours. I think is what the um, show is called, where they cover off this pretty well. Oh, okay. Right? And you... Oh, I haven't seen any of that. Oh, okay. So this so is there all, we go. This there is we all go. uncut Rebecca so, Reed's opinions. <laughs> so I kind of had that in my mind as okay. I watched this, and then I was like, I don't think... I don't think that they get off the hook uh, as easily as that uh, that segment suggested. Oh, okay. So well, I'm interested to see what your uh, kind of arguments are here. Because, like... Let me tell you a story, Craig. Okay. <laughs> about a group of young men who are just looking for a leader, for somebody to guide them through the treachery that is being a teenager. Yeah. First of all, I would like to say that every teenager in this movie is violent. Every okay. single one of them, good guys or bad, they're all violent. It's a movie okay. about fighting. It is. Okay. But they're all violent. You know what I mean? Uh, Karate every, Kid is a, everybody is a spectacularly is, accurate title. is hitting and is getting hit in this movie. Okay? okay. They're hitting and they're getting hit. Um, what I see in this movie is I see a group of men who are essentially in a cult. Okay, okay, you're talking Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Okay, this is a very, this has cult energy like I've never fucking seen it, okay? You have one person of authority that is screaming at you daily that we will give no mercy. We do not, uh, we do not lose. We, do, You know what I mean? And he's like attacking his students. He's very rough with them. He is uh, manipulative. He is the man in charge and he's telling them what's going on here and he has guided them down a bad path. Right. These so men cr- are uh, crease, I believe. Yeah, yeah, like these men are literally in a cult because you can see it forming over the movie where some of these guys are trying to break out of it and they're, they're like, this isn't okay what we're doing. But some of them are like, no, this is what we were told we have to do. Okay, so there is, I think, a level of brainwashing here happening. And you can really see that in the karate classes. I think these kids, um, because you put uh, you put Daniel, uh, that same kid, okay, in that situation, like say you enter him in that class two years like before. Say, before this. Okay, he's Johnny. He's the same person. 
Okay. Yeah. These guys have been molded into this. The the villain is uh, the sensei of the Cobras. Yeah, Chris, Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he is actually the true villain of this, and he is the person that I couldn't argue for, but I can argue for every single one of these kids. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, no. Sorry, it started off pretty heavy there. No, that's yeah. great. No, I and I, I agree with you there. Like, uh, yeah, and, and it's as Miyagi says in this is like, there's no bad students, just bad teachers. Exactly. Right. So exactly. It's like they, so that's they the are perfect doing what point. They are, are being taught. Um, and this is all these kids are living and breathing. Like when you look at Johnny, okay, so let's back up to like the very beginning when we first see Johnny, okay? White in New Jersey or, oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Johnny. Yes, when he's yes, yes. rolling up, okay, on his, on, on his uh, bike, bike. Yeah, yeah. With, a, with his friends on his dirt bike, all right? Like one of his friends offers him a beer. He's like, hey, do you want like a warm one, basically? Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. That's, uh, that's high school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want a warm one? And he's like, no, like I'm trying to clean it up this year. Like I really, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, now, I obviously, clock that too. He yeah. is, uh, he's rolling a joint several scenes later. Uh, but this isn't an individual that is trying, that is passionate about karate. Like this is obviously something he deeply cares about. Yeah. Um, his sensei's opinion is everything. This man is telling him no mercy. This man is telling him that he's inciting, he's making these kids violent on purpose outside of a dojo. Like, that's not what uh, karate teaches you. You're okay. not supposed to attack people, okay? It's supposed to, there's supposed to be honor. It's supposed to be only used for like defense and that sort of thing, right? Like, if you have a black belt, you're literally a weapon. Yeah. You can, you can get charged, uh, you get charged differently than if you don't have a black belt and you beat somebody up. Do you know that? Uh, n no. Yeah, so if you have a black belt, okay, say say I go kick somebody's ass, right? I don't have a black belt. Right. Okay, I get charged for assault. If you have a black belt and you attack somebody, that's assault with a weapon. Oh, is it really? You're a weapon. Huh. Because if you have a black belt, you have been certified as a weapon. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I'm almost fine. Well, that's what yeah, I, yeah. I, I had a boyfriend who had a couple black belts and that's sure, what sure, he told yeah. me. So I assume that that, but I do think it is a different charge because you do have different training. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's like a different thing. It's like if you, you know, this isn't the same thing, but there's different laws for different people. It's like, if you have CPR training, say you have CPR training and I don't have CPR training. Yeah. Okay. And we're in a building or we're in a room and somebody starts, uh, somebody pass or somebody has a heart attack. Okay. Um, if I don't do anything, uh, I'm in a lot less trouble than if you don't do anything. Uh, that is not true. What? I have CPR training and uh, there. Mikkel trains in CPR. He says if you get uh, medically certified, you have to, you oh. are legally obligated to help that person. Yeah, I imagine medically certified, but if you just have CPR training, there's it's the Good Samaritan law. They can't. Uh, oh, I'm they, sorry. I, I meant like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like if you're the, a, if, the tier above that. That's what I meant. Yeah, if Pardon you're me. a paramedic. Yes, you absolutely. You have to, you absolutely <laughs> have to help that person. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. And that's the same with engineering. Like technically, if I go by a bridge and I see that that it's not sound, even though I didn't build the bridge or have anything to do with it, I'm morally and legally obligated to so I think, tell yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to say is there's different tiers here, and if you have different abilities, then there are different things that apply to you uh, than yeah, normal yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you have a black belt, you can't just go around kicking people's asses. I mean, that, <laughs> yes. yes, we are in agreement on that. Yeah. <laughs> you, but that's what this sensei is like basically 
feeding into these kids. Yes. He's aggressing them. He's making them aggress each other. Like this is basically like a, a, a violent fraternity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is, yeah, yeah, this is, and I'm not going to blame a bunch of 16 and 17 year olds for being susceptible to something that adults fall into, which is cults. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, and again, okay. They, Johnny, he does a lot of bad things. Okay. There's, there's moments here where I'm like, this isn't good. This is not a good moral direction. I completely disagree with this, but when it's interspersed with the scenes of the sensei, like yelling things at them, I understand it more. Yeah. Like this movie from his perspective is, yeah, I, I really like that is it's him trying to get out of a, a violent cult and a bad situation and trying to be a good person. And and for the most part, failing as we see, right? Like he does drink the beers and he does end up smoking uh, pot and like harassing uh, uh, Daniel, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 the one instance like I really wanted to focus on was like a couple minutes later after they pull up on the, um, the dirt bikes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's that first confrontation between Johnny and uh, Daniel. Okay. Which is like, I, so this is the part that I actually rewatched a whole bunch of times to actually figure out the order in which it happened. Because everything I've sort of heard about it is um, looking at it from this perspective of new kid, Daniel, shows up. Okay. um, Starts a fight with a guy just trying to talk to his girlfriend and then proceeds to harass and bring on the Cobra Kai guys. Mm-hmm. So so there's a lot of, of points in that where you could argue that like, so, so basically the argument falls on the fact that Daniel initiated that uh, initial fight and that compels everything. But as I watched it, mm-hmm. Johnny comes down and it wants to talk to Allie. Yes. Uh, he asks her to turn off the radio. Mm-hmm which she doesn't want to do because she doesn't want to talk to him, which is her right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And he takes the radio from her and she says, give it back. And he says, will you listen to me? He gives it back and she turns on the radio again, at which point this is, everything up to this point is fine. You're just two teenagers bickering. Then he takes the radio and throws it on the ground. And I'm like, that's a violent guy right there. And then the very next part is Daniel goes and picks up the radio Mm -hmm. and Johnny uh, snatches it away from him and like throws it into his chest. And like, I was like, that is the initiation of the conflict right there. So like, I I cannot argue that Johnny wasn't the first person to be uh, violent. Yeah, I could agree with that. Okay. But I do think there's uh, like Daniel... I think we're just looking at uh, two of these similar individuals that just went down different paths. Okay, these are two teenagers that are obviously could be de- very dedicated to something, passionate, athletic. Sure. Um, again, again, if Daniel was in the class two years ago, I think he would be the exact same person because when you look at Daniel, he's somebody that is is like that. Like. Uh, the first scene we see him kick open a door to uh, when he's moving in. 
mm-hmm. and hits a, a guy on the other side. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, well, that's unnecessary. That's, you know what I mean? Like, what sure. the fuck? Like, don't okay. do that. Okay. And I know that's a small thing, but it's like, there's little things that indicate that this guy isn't exactly as emotionally stable as well. He's going like through he's, a tough patch. Yeah, he's, for sure. he's going through a rough patch. Johnny's going through a rough patch, and they're just two tornadoes that are hitting each other. That's kind of what this feels like to me is that uh, they needed somewhere to point their aggression, and unfortunately, it's at each other. Mm. Now, the problem is, is that uh, Johnny has a team and Daniel doesn't. Because yeah. uh, Daniel's team, I don't know if you've noticed this, but during the uh, scene you're just talking about with the radio, uh, most of the buddies that are with him are like, oh, where'd you find this guy? And then they all ditch him until you see them at the very end of the movie when he wins the award. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the other the other way I interpreted that was, um, you know, where'd you find this loser? It's framed as though he's a loser because he got beat up and lost a fight. But also, I would, I would say that if there was a guy who you just suddenly invited to a party and started and like it devolved into violence, you know what I mean? Like if you invited somebody to a house party and they get in a that you don't know and they get in a fist fight with somebody while you're there, you're like, well, fuck you, you ruined a good time. Yeah, this doesn't happen. This is the only time this has happened, and it happened when you came. I would, I would, I would defend that. I'd be like, "Yeah, you're a fucking loser. We're having a fun beach party, and you start a fight with a guy." For sure. You know, like, like. But uh, all I'm saying is, is the. I just don't know if he if he had a team of people behind him, would he be acting differently? Daniel. Yeah. That's a tough one. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Because like a lot of it's unfair like the I, I find what's the most unfair to Daniel and that the what makes these guys actually kind you know what I mean this group of boys villains is just the numbers mm, yeah they gang up on them yeah, exactly okay ganging up on anybody is uh that's crazy um but also uh this guy is always alone <laughs> so <laughs> even if you're just with one other person you're ganging up on him yeah uh I uh yeah I just think Probably the worst scene is when they're um, when they're it's five on one and uh, Mr. Miyagi shows up. Yeah. So that scene, uh, you can see a lot of the same language reflected um, from their mouths from what their sensei says. Yes. No mercy. It's, no mercy. It's all of the same terminology. These are brainwashed kids. Yeah. And, and there are the people in his gang at that point who are like, come on, man, he's had enough. And yeah. Johnny goes, no, no mercy. Don't, don't, <laughs> you know, d- not until he's basically probably dead at that point. Like Mr. Miyagi, in, in addition to saving Daniel, probably saved Johnny from going to prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, okay. <laughs> I would love to start diving into the Mr. Miyagi, uh, Daniel yeah, relationship. Uh, because now obviously it's very charming. This is all very nice. And there's a reason why he's, you know, make it doing, making this kid do all this like fucking labor. That's definitely against labor laws, but whatever. He gave him a car. So I guess I'm like, "Eh, paid him more than he was worth. Probably. (laughs) That's that's an expensive car. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's an expensive ass car. Um, their relationship. I'm always so surprised. Cause as I was watching the movie, I was like, if I was this kid's fucking mother, 
I would not, uh, I would not allow any of this. You're going to go over to some old man's house. You hang out with him 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you are, or maybe I do know where you are, but why are you hanging out with this old man all the time, all the time? And then all of a sudden this old guy gives you a car. This is a very, I don't like this. This is no bueno. <laughs> this, I don't like this. It, se- it seems odd. That's all I'm trying to say uh, is there. I mean, I, I, she knows that he's training him in karate though, right? Yeah, but at no point, if I'm the mother, would I be like, okay, so this kid can definitely spend from 6 a.m. until well after the sun goes down at, at an old man's house when we've just moved to a new place and I desperately want you to make some friends. Mm, yeah, it's a bit of a weird move. Fair enough. Right? Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a, that's always the problem when you have like adult friend, you know, like, like adult friends of T like kid characters, right? Like back to the future is the same problem, but like this one, at least, you know, there's a reason that they're together. Um, sorry, I just want to back up because I've, the, yeah. all I've been doing is Googling whether, uh, this guy I dated was fucking lying to me about this black belt thing. Cause like, as soon as I was like, you know what, maybe like he's like out of his fucking mind because it's one of those legends that you hear so much course, that you yeah. just assume it is. And, uh, well, first of all, there's a lot of convoluted answers here. It's like really hard to cut to the meat of what it actually means. Um, but, uh, essentially from what I've read, there is no law differentiation, but you will get a, uh, much harder lean on in court. It's I, a, it's yeah, a huge problem if you get to the court level, because then they're like, what the fuck? You knew what you were doing, <laughs> but I don't think there's actually any differentiation between the laws from what I can see. Um, all of this is saying registering though. I'm like, at no point did I believe you had to register yourself as a deadly weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought that there might be, I, I did believe that there were differences in the law if you beat somebody up versus somebody else because you can physically, depending on what level you're at, you could actually kill somebody. Sure. Um, and that makes sense, right? Like if you have training, the I, yeah, the idea that if you have training to do something very, very well, you should mm-hmm. also have the training to show restraint. Right. Like that's the whole like you can defend yourself, but also you can't attack because you know that you can seriously hurt somebody. It's kind of knowing your own strength, I guess, but in legal terms. <laughs> the internet's so weird. I just read this <laughs> on legalmatch.com. It says, is uh, having a black belt considered a weapon? And it says, for example, if a dog has been trained to attack on command, and the owner commands it to do so, the dog might be considered a deadly weapon. Also, in some areas, the hands and feet of a trained martial arts expert must be registered as deadly weapons. <laughs> what is this website? I can't. Uh, if anybody knows what the proper answer is, there is apparently no feasible way to find it. No, <laughs> yeah. It's, everything's like on like ass Jeeves. I'm like, I haven't seen ass Jeeves in <laughs> What the fuck is this? Anyway, yeah. all this to say <laughs> is that you're in more control, I guess. Well, there is that, uh, there's a line from the upcoming Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where it's Bruce Lee and he goes, you know, my hands are like, um, you know, if I if I attack you and you die, I get charged as like a deadly weapon. And like, yeah. And someone, go, and someone goes like, 
yeah, that's not special. That's called manslaughter. Yeah, that's like, a, you're, you're that's, a murderer. Yeah, that's a that's a crime if anybody yes. does it, not yeah, just you. Yeah, that's for the team. Uh, which is very, very, very funny line. Uh, I did not do it justice, but watch that trailer. Um, yeah, uh, and, and speaking of Mr. Miyagi, let's just go into him for yeah. a bit. Because there's one part I wanted to bring up where uh, it kind of gives a little bit of his backstory. Mm-hmm. Where... Mr. Miyagi's like sitting, drinking by himself, like dressed in his military uniform, looking at a picture of his dead wife. And in that Mm. scene, they reveal that while he was off fighting World War II for America, Mm -hmm. his wife, his pregnant wife was put in a Japanese internment camp and died from complications of childbirth. Yep. And that is like, that is so tragic. But current. That's what I was going to say. I was like, what I was like, fucking current, dude. This is a 35 year old movie. Yeah. Uh, no lessons have been learned. Yeah. That, no lessons. That, po- that point should have become less poignant. Not, yeah, not, not more, more as time went on. Yeah. And you just go like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. The amount of people, you know, this is obviously a different conversation. Yeah. But the amount of people that I've heard say, like, well, they're doing it illegally. They're crossing illegally. And I'm like, okay, so that means they should die then? What are you talking yeah. about? Okay. And also legally, the, what these people, the what these people are doing is the equivalent of trying to steal a loaf of bread because their family is starving. Yeah. These people are going to die where they are. Otherwise, they wouldn't risk death to get to where they are. You morons. <laughs> yeah. Please stop saying these things. Yeah. Get these people out of cages for the love of fucking yeah. Christ. Children it's ke- it's really, cages. it's keeping me up at night, guys. It's not, yeah, this isn't, uh, yeah, this is, uh, we're in the forties again. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, no, it's all yeah, good. It's like, all good. So like, I just, talking I, about <laughs> karate kids. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that does, that does speak to the, uh, strength of that character and that I like, it's, it's a, Mr. Miyagi is a really well flushed out character, yeah. and I uh, yeah I like him a lot. Uh, does he get a lot of free labor? I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's free. Give him a car. I was uh, honestly I yeah, was yeah. gonna make that argument until I saw him give him that car, and I was like redemption. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> dude. If I painted somebody's whole house, their fence, did all the sanding, waxed and uh, fucking washed every single one of those cars, and then at the end he gave me one of those cars, that is. 1000% worth it. Yeah, that's you're, you're covering a little more than minimum wage. Absolutely. There. Although I love that. that and scene. at the end, you also have the value of being able to defend yourself against uh, a rampaging group of skeletons. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, the Did you notice in that scene, uh, it's his birthday, right? Obviously, he's getting the car. It's his yep. birthday. And during that time, so they're getting the cake and he goes, oh my God, I have to leave. I forgot I was supposed to meet my mother. And then he gets the car and then just immediately goes to see his girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he was in this huge hurry to leave. He's like, oh my God, my mother. And then it's just never addressed that he just never shows up to see his fucking mom on his birthday. Yeah. His single mother. That seems like he's the only child (laughs) in this goddamn family. That yeah. poor mom. That poor mom. Although dope mom, chill girl. You know what I mean? Any scene she was in, I was like, I like this woman. Yeah, she's all right. I think she was like too optimistic about uh, 
about moving to California. No, I think you gotta be. Yeah? Well, yeah, because you have a teenager that in no sense wants to do this. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. You, you there's can't, no the way this you woman, weakness. Yeah, you're, there's no way this woman truly feels all of those ways. It's it's more, I, I took it more as like an encouragement. Like, sh- just We're don't, gonna make don't break down. Here. Don't break down. You know what I mean? Like, just shaking this kid's shoulders. Like, everything's great. It's sunshine. It's roses. Don't worry. Like... Yeah, like she say, oh, like we're we're not moving into a dump. Like this is gonna be a great place. They show up, like the faucet's not, or like this it's isn't a really a great. Yeah. It's kind of a dump, but like yeah, it's just one of those things where you got to put a positive spin on it because it's like I'm sure this woman didn't want to move either, but you got an offer for a better job and you got to get to step in. Yeah, you're a single mother. Yeah, very true. You're so much of a single mother that you will send your child out <laughs> to hang out with an old man 24 hours a day. This is 1984. <laughs> Kids are pretty much free range at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. I did love that one. <laughs> when it offers to his girlfriend, he's like, uh, uh, oh, yeah, you can drive. And she's like, are you sure? He's like, hey, it's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Look fuck. Look at how dude. progressive we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a few, so there's a few other things. Like the one thing I'll put on Daniel mm. was the Halloween dance. Uh, he does. He Daniel at many points decides not to let sleeping dogs lie because he sees that Johnny is in the uh, in the um, the bathroom. Stall, oh yeah, when he's rolling, rolling a joint. joint. Yeah. And Daniel decides to take the hose and like spray him with it, mm-hmm. like. That to me isn't a guy who's like avoiding conflict. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do do you then get all your friends and chase him across the street and like on your dirt bikes and drive him off the road? Hmm. No, no, sorry that that no, was that before. was prior. Yeah, this, this was the that's when they get him jumped by yeah. Miyagi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, you shouldn't be doing that. But like also, <laughs> he's a bit like Daniel can be a little antagonist. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I would like to just say one last thing about that one scene where Mr. Miyagi like steps in. Um, that also semi seemed unnecessary. This is a group of teenagers, and you're an adult person. If I'm an adult person, I'm not going to try and sneak attack these kids. Yeah. I'm go, hey, I'm an adult. Stop doing this right now. Yeah. And if you don't stop, then this changes the scene. But instead, it's just Mr. Miyagi fucking crouched on a fence <laughs> and then jumps these kids. Do they deserve it to a certain degree? Absolutely. Okay. I'm not going to say that a five on one fight is appropriate at any time. Yeah. It absolutely is not. But you're a full ass grown man. <laughs> just admit it. You just want to beat up some blonde kids. Okay, yeah. I get it. Okay, <laughs> I get it. Not everybody likes them, but for the love of God, <laughs> sometimes bonsai isn't enough to get the yeah. stress out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could just because I think also those boys could. You have to give people the opportunity to react differently. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, like there's there's a version of that movie where it's like, hey, what are you kids doing? Scram! Oh, scram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, like we'll get them later. It's like, old man Miyagi. <laughs> Everyone get out of here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just dust clouds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like it just seemed uh, like obviously they would start attacking him because they're being attacked like yeah yeah you know what i mean like you're not the target but if somebody starts hitting me i'm gonna hit you i don't even know who you are but i'm gonna hit you if you hit me like yeah i'm gonna hit you yeah we've got to before fight i now. even mentally lock in who you are what this is what the fuck's happening like 
Yeah. So that moment there, I was like, I don't know if that's the most adult thing to do. I do get it to a certain degree. I'm like, these kids do deserve to get their shit kicked a little bit for sure. Like some of these kids need to catch a fist. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you are a full grown man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, like there should be some wisdom here that says, Hey, <laughs> give him a little warning. Cause it's not like he didn't have the skill to not give them a warning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can understand yeah, yeah. if you like, had, if you didn't have enough skill, then you would think maybe you got to take one or two. Of these yeah. Guys out before before they realize it. I'm here. Okay. But this guy could have done this. No problem. No problem. Okay. You're doing it for the sport at a moment, sir. <laughs> <laughs> or alternate take on this. Okay. Uh, Mr. Miyagi, not aware that they're teenagers and just thinks they're skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh, yes, yeah, no, I was saving you from those teenagers beating you up. I didn't, no, no. I wasn't getting drunk looking at the picture of my wife and think, the skeletons have come to life again. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> that's honestly, why I got out of Japan. The skeletons started to come alive. And I didn't think about this before, but honestly, I feel like that really reinforces this uh, cult theory I have because, na like, uh, I don't think I know any grown ass teenagers that are all like, do you all want to wear the same thing together, boys? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, they have really, point. like, they've got hive mind mentality. We're all going to go with skeletons? Yeah, like, we're all a two. Like, it's like they're, it is very culty. True. And, like, yeah. their sensei is insane. Well, yeah. Um, and there's, there's some subtle things there where they show that he is a vet like they uh the sen uh the sensei of the cobra kai mm -hmm. where they show him like in military fatigues presumably in vietnam yeah uh which kind of it can lend a bit of a um racism uh, mm. aspect to it. Yeah. Well, they are all blonde pretty much. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you don't really see any unless they're in the class in a larger group or um, they're actually at the tournament. The only guys you see are like five blonde white guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, the fact that he would have gone to Vietnam and fought the Vietnamese. Yes, the Vietnamese. Yes. Uh, which is distinctly different than the Japanese. But there's, um, yeah, there's that aspect to it. You know what I mean? Where it's, it's... Uh, I mean, maybe I'm reading into it there, but like yeah. there, there is a lot of stuff in the movie about Mr. Miyagi um, asserting himself as being Japanese mm -hmm. American. Like he's constantly correcting p how people pronounce his name. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of him just trying, like finding a way to exist in this society that's maybe not super, uh, super kind to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, I think to even speak on the military training, cause I don't even think I clocked that part. Um, if this guy's in the military, like that only furthers the point of like, this guy is too harsh for what this is. Yeah. This is kit. You know what I yeah. mean? These are kids. Yeah. Okay. Learn to make your bed, speak respectfully, bow and, yeah, you know, like this learn how to do push-ups on your knuckles. Sneak and then attacking kids in the class. Right. You know what I mean? And like kind of like, and not like lightly. And making them vicious towards each other also. There's a lot of, um, you can tell that these kids, even when they defy him, they're scared to defy him. 
And they still fall into line anyway because there is a fear there. Because if they show mercy, then no mercy will be shown to them. Exactly. Yeah. They w- They know if they don't go... It, like, this guy is literally, like, sending out hounds on this day, you know, on Daniel, essentially. And he knows what's happening and he knows what's going on and he's encouraging it mm-hmm. because he is aware of what's going on. Like, he, had, he had acknowledges that when he's talking to Mr. Miyagi and they're setting up the whole, like, well, you're going to beat him in a tournament or whatever. Um, he's aware of everything that's going on. So he has no problem sicking a group of people on a single person, and you would never want that to be you. Yep. That's a, yeah, that's entirely... Because there are moments in this movie, like there's one moment where, uh, like the the five-on-one fight where one of the guy goes, like, this isn't okay, like, we can't do this. And the one guy's like, no mercy, no mercy, like, we have to do this, basically. Mm. Uh, During the tournament, uh, the one guy's like, he's like, take him out. And he's like, I don't want to take him out. Like, I'm going to get disqualified. Like, you can't. And he goes, no, you have to take him out. And even as soon as he does it, the guy gets on the floor. I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like he's he, he's devastated. Immediately, he's realized what he's done, and he's devastated. But he, like, he felt like he had to do it. Yeah, there's definitely a very negative influence there. Yeah, for like, sure. At the very end, when uh, when Daniel Whit- Johnny brings him the uh, the the award, like there's I, I do really feel like even though it's tied up very quickly and it's barely anything, there is I feel like a sigh of relief and a moment where you go okay, maybe these kids are going to be able to break free from this man now. Yeah. Maybe they're going to be able to exit this uh, weird pledging for tur- cult, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and to your point too, is, is uh, there's a moment where Daniel kind of demonstrates that all he really respects too is violence because there's a certain point where Johnny kisses Allie, right? Mm-hmm. And he sees it and fl- flips out and stumbles into the waiter or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, Daniel's all like fucking pissy about it. And then some of her friends tell her, it's like, you know that she punched him, right? Mm-hmm. And like, even though she'd been like, like saying like, you've been acting like an ass and like what, nothing happened and it's fine. Yeah. He only kind of like came around to like listening to her mm-hmm. after he'd found out that she had used physical violence against Johnny. Yeah. You know Although I mean? that so was like, valid physical violence. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, valid yeah, physical violence. You know, that she, was the only moment where I was like, Johnny can't, can't endorse this, brother. No. Even even if you're in a cult. I yeah, I don't think your sensei told you to do that. He's been real <laughs> shitty. But yeah. my point is that Daniel didn't uh wasn't on her side mm. or willing to take her word for what happened or until the or punishment was un- high enough. Which until was he goes violence. Yeah, it's like, oh, you were violent towards him, therefore you must not like therefore you must not have meant it. Or 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 you know, clearly that was put upon you. Yeah. But if she had stopped short of doing that and just been like, Dan- like uh, Johnny, what are you doing? Like, get away from me. Mm-hmm. He, like Daniel to this day, would never have forgiven her. It's only the fact that she used violence against him that he respects. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I can see that argument. That. Yeah. It's a, it, was, it just kind of reinforces your point of they're the same people. Yeah. Like, it just feels like these are all teenagers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Their hormones are flying off. Like, nobody knows what the fuck's going on. This Johnny kid's trying to get his life together. Like, and, he's. And for he's, the most part, failing. Yeah, because, like, it's indicated 
that he's like a big partier or whatever, which is something that can be concerning at a young age, right? Um, so this is a kid that's obviously spinning out a little bit. Uh, the only place he kind of really enjoys himself, it seems to be, is in the karate studio or dojo or whatever you, uh, whatever the technical term is. <laughs> I'm unsure. But uh, this kid's going through a breakup, um, watching his girlfriend with the new guy. Like, yeah. There's a lot of things here where it's like, yeah, this this fucking sucks for you, buddy. You're dealing with it completely wrong. But <laughs> I can respect that this sucks for you. Yeah, everyone needs a Mr. Miyagi. Is yeah. The, yeah, everyone, yeah. And just Johnny didn't get his Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, he got... Johnny uh, gets a Mr. Miyagi, he's a different person. I can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. Because I honest, honestly, Craig, I was watching, I, halfway through this movie, I'm like, I don't know about this. Like, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to go in with tomorrow. And then I just started noticing the mirroring language. And I was like, oh, these poor kids. Yeah, <laughs> these poor bastards. It's nurture, not nature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can we talk about the actual tournament for a bit? Yes, of course so, we can. That's well, the, well, that's the whole, that's, that's the, the crescendo. Whole, that's yeah. the whole thing. Uh, so, so the one thing I find really, really funny is Mr. Miyagi just registers Daniel as a black belt, even though he has never... And then Sparred. steals a black belt. Did he? Yes. I, missed it. I didn't clock yeah, that. Yeah, he steals one because he doesn't have one. He takes one out of the, uh, like, when the guy's not looking. Oh, I didn't clock yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I'm just like, man, I don't, like, is waxing cars really prepared you that well for a tournament like this? Especially because they go in and Daniel's like, what are the rules? And Mr. Miyagi's like, I don't know. This is my first time. Like, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot go, of holes like, here. Where oh. like, I don't know. It's like, you'll figure it out as you go. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know how uh, that is. But, but, and the other sort of like morally ambiguous part of this tournament is, okay, so Daniel figures it out, whatever. Mm. He's naturally talented or Mr. Miyagi's been yeah. very, very good teacher. But, when uh, Cobra Kai knocks uh, uh, Daniel out or out, out of the tournament, right, by hitting his leg. Yeah. Why is that wrong? Why is that an illegal move? Because it, it, all it seems to me is that they kicked him really hard. And maybe I don't know enough about karate tournaments, I but that seems to be the point. <laughs> I... I'm going to take a guess here because I actually, I, I, I full disclosure. I do not know. Okay. Uh, okay. I do. I do not technically know what that means or why that was technically wrong, but I do think there might be a sense in which you have to kick somebody because the way that he kicks him, you can, you literally can break somebody's life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anything where you can, um, like, like break something would be admissible, especially for kids. I think. Um, oh, so you're just saying that, like, even though it's like probably a legitimate karate move where you take a guy's knee out for a tournament, that would be too dangerous. So it's like a forbidden move. Yeah, I, I'm honestly, I can't. I'm not sure technically, but, but it does. <laughs> I. I guess what I want from the movie is for them to explain why that was illegal and not just a really good kick, which seems to be the point of karate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think at one it's point because it's a dad, like the, the motion of, um, because I think it was more like a drop kick almost. Yeah, like it was like, like he, like he was side kicks his knee. Yeah, but he's like dropping down on him almost. Like it's, uh, I, <sighs> 
See, see. I think it's like one of those small rules. Okay. You know, like like uh, when you're watching soccer and you're like, was that a fault? Like, how was that a fault? Like, it hit her arm a little bit or whatever. Like, there's just small, tiny, like technical things that are so on the line that I think. Um, if there's and, a certain motion or if you're going down in a certain direction, maybe. Okay. Like, and, Noah, and, but, and, and I would get that. And yeah. what I just want to contrast was, uh, I attacked you and I hit you in the side of the leg, which hurt your knee versus how Daniel wins at the end with a crane kick where he basically just fucking uppercuts a guy. <laughs> he kicks him in the head. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> you know point, I mean? Craig. Like, he really <laughs> does fucking boot him in the head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm actually not sure about that to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I mean maybe if you know like drop us a line or whatever. Yeah, but, but like, I honestly I just took that as face value of like okay that was an illegal move. Right. I because I don't know anything about karate, so I I, I is, will allow the movie to do that for me <laughs> to tell me that that's illegal. That's fine. All I'm saying is this is a two hour movie about karate, and at no <laughs> point did they explain the rules of karate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah. really dropped like, the ball on that uh, one. They were like, uh, I don't know, points for hitting in the head and below, yeah. and uh, oh, that was illegal, and and you know that because our our main character got hurt, uh, which oh, I'm yeah. sure never happens at a karate tournament where people get hurt. Oh yeah, yeah. What what I found astonishing is that you've got a you've got a group of 17 year old boys, and one of them has its leg fucked up. And you, as an administration, as somebody running this event, says, oh, he says he's fine. That's fine by me. Come back <laughs> in, sir. That's very clearly limping. Yeah. You should be okay for this next fight because it's about your honor and I will allow it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no, if there was any reasonable adult in the building, they would have been like, like, you're disqualified. Of course, or, you're, you you're, can't. you're out. You're just out, kid, because there's no way a karate competition is worth more than the functionality of your fucking leg, dude. Yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. There should be a medical there be, examiner. Yes, there, there should be somebody there to at least okay him or something. Because there is uh, all of these tournaments. I do know this. Okay, <laughs> I know I've said a like, couple of things. So I'm like, eh, somebody fact check me on this because yeah. uh, you know what I mean. I've had a lot of people tell me wrong information in the past. But there, uh, for these events, there 1,000 percent has to be a medical person on site. Yeah, it's the same for boxing. It's the same. It's the same. Okay, for any sport, a major sporting event, there has to be somebody medical on site. Yeah, no, and I, I think someone does check him out. But like, but they but go we're like, supposed yeah, it's to, up to you. Uh, uh, imagine that Mr. Miyagi's magic rub of his hands yeah. is all of a sudden make him able to limp out of this room. That's yeah, that's a good point. There's no way if I'm watching a competition, if I'm somebody in uh, the medical field. And I'm watching a competition where somebody in the last round is can only stand on one leg. <laughs> Call that. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. Let's throw that towel. Everybody, everybody throw all the lights on, or, or everybody grab a chair and stack them up we because are done. we're done here. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I know this was your pet peeve uh, about dodgeball and a couple other movies where they're already awarding the trophy to Johnny. Uh, and then they're like, hang on. Hey, wait like, a minute. <laughs> you have already, like the point yeah. at which they're awarding the trophy, you've already put in your, uh, con you've conceded. Yes. And what is it always about the underdogs that want to arrive late? Why are you underqualified and also not on time? <laughs> <laughs> this it's every movie. Yeah. <laughs> They're always like because it's more dramatic. I guess, like, but it's like you guys are 
really pushing it. If that's me, I already have too much anxiety. I'm going to be there at the crack of fucking dawn, dude. Because no one wants to see a movie where you have to say whether or not you're going to concede. And then they're like, yeah. And then uh, I've already the, next, the next round's in 30 minutes. Yeah. Like I've already. <laughs> Let's reset the, the, uh, the ring. And uh, the ref is off getting a hamburger right now. So yeah. we'll be back. To finish off the that's tournament. That's like crazy. He's like, oh, you're really cut. I don't know if I can get you in. Like the guy that's in the front. He's like, I don't like, I, I guess I can squeeze you in. You have enough time now. But it's like, if that's me, I've already, I've ordered a black belt online. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I've, I've queued up a couple of things because I don't want to get in my own way here. <laughs> For something I know nothing about. Also, I understand this is the 80s and you don't have like readily available internet. But if I'm training for a tournament, I'm going to read one book. <laughs> rules the of rules. Cross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read one of them. It's going to make me feel better. Presumably somebody should know the rules of the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe this is just because I have pretty high functioning anxiety all the time. And, and you're just, like, yeah, you, you I need have to cover to, those bases. Yeah, I need to, to a certain degree, especially for something like that. But I, uh, some of this is mishandled, team. Let's admit that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been mishandled. Yeah. Uh, I would say Mr. Miyagi in general has a pretty laissez-faire attitude towards rules. Yes, uh, that's true. Yeah. He's, you know, he's driving without a license. He's uh, giving alcohol to minors. He's yeah. uh, beating up kids. <laughs> he's just giving his cars away to like random teenagers. He doesn't know the rules of karate thing. But like, I, that's the kind of guy that you don't want to have respect for the rules because it just works out for him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's just like, no, I know what I'm doing. I don't need to follow the rules, you know? Yeah, there was like, um, there was one moment where they uh, say that, um, I'm sorry, I keep saying his girlfriend because I cannot. Allie? Allie. So, yeah, that's right. Allie with an I. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Allie, they sneak her in by saying that she's the translator. <laughs> and I'm like, why are we taking risks for nothing? <laughs> why does she have to be here? You know what I mean? Also, and not, well, you know what? To be a wet blanket, that's fine. I'll say it. I'm a wet blanket in this moment. There is a reason why there are those regulations, and it's for space and room and sidelines, okay? If you start adding extra people just because you want them there, um, you're you're jamming up the whole works, yeah, buddy. Yeah, what get, the fuck? You're not even supposed to see, be here. Yeah. You don't have a black belt. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is happening here, guys? We're really pushing it. I just feel like at a moment sometimes I'm like, I really feel like we're pushing it, guys. Like when he when he douses uh, Johnny with water in the uh, yeah yeah I'm like okay I I get it like you're a kid and you need to um, feel pride and validation and you, somebody's wronged you and you need to wrong them back but uh, this wouldn't be my move <laughs> no this is saying he doesn't uh, Daniel at no point de-escalates no a no. situation yeah he he goes around and generally makes I think it we're work. just looking at a bunch of violent teenagers being violent. And um, two different two, ways. two adults where one is right and one is very, very, very wrong. Right. Miyagi was right. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Miyagi was right, certainly. Yeah. And I think those teenagers are... Redeemable. Redeemable and not necessarily wrong. Okay. You know what I mean? I yep. think, uh, yeah. They are, they're doing what they've been taught is right. Exactly. From yeah. somebody that they respect and that they've been told to respect. Right. And 
They've been told by their parents to respect this man. They've, there's also something to say about that group mentality of like, I, you can't, you, you feel like you can't be the one that's exiled here. Like Mm -hmm. if this is, you know what I mean? These are all of my friends. This is, and I'm not saying that that's right. Okay. Cause it's certainly not right. Even if you're with a group of people and you're like, Oh, well, we're all doing it. So it's fine. Like, that's not how that's, life that's works. That's mob mentality. Yes, and that that's is re- very bad. That's really wrong. But I would say, I believe that is certainly heightened in teenagers because uh, the you need you need desperately a feeling of acceptance and sure, uh, being uh, part of a group and, and a community and all that kind of stuff. Still working on who you are as a person, and, and arguably the most susceptible to being in a cult. And this is what that is. Yeah, that's absolutely. Right. Oh yeah, all have robes. Every it, it checks out. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, anything else? No, uh, I think uh, that's, yeah. I got it. Yeah, I, I right. got out everything I needed to say. I there think. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so time to, uh, as always, give our definitive rankings of the villains. How good the villain was. Uh, oh, I've got a, I've got the uh, a scale of belts. Okay, a belt scale. Okay. Yeah. So I've got um, from a belt you put a new notch into uh, to the WWE title belt. Um, I've actually gotten two rankings in here. Uh, okay. I've got uh, one for the uh, one for the team of kids. I've given them a Texas size belt buckle. Um, you know what I mean? Not, not great. Not a, you're, you guys aren't looking attractive, but, um, you have a purpose, you have a reason, and I believe you should be out there. Okay. Um, I give the sensei, uh, the belt that hangs as a thread on your father's wall. <laughs> Cause I think they, well, that's just self-explanatory. Yeah, no, that's very good. That's very good. It's, it's a thread of violence. Yes. Is what that is. Uh, so I did, um, I did the martial arts scale, so I'm okay. ranking Johnny. Uh, in this, uh, so from Tai Chi to UFC, mm-hmm. uh, I am giving uh, Johnny a solid judo because uh, mm. he's just trying to come out on top, and he's clearly grappling with a, f- a couple things. Oh, Johnny! Uh, but uh, but yeah, so he's a John- I gave Johnny a judo. A ju- <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, and so before we get to our uh, hero and villain of the week, where we describe someone who has inspired or disappointed us, uh, a couple ways you can help the podcast. Yeah, uh, please like and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you could uh, leave us a review; we love that. Uh, it helps us uh, move up in the rankings. You can also follow us at VWR Podcast. I would say that is where we are most active and most yep. likely to respond and reply. Uh, also, uh, Villain was right on Facebook. I am getting caught up on that, so uh, you've probably received a message from me in the last couple of days. We have. I've added all of your uh, suggestions into our list and we'll be looking at them very carefully. Please keep sending your suggestions. We really appreciate it. Uh, really helps us out because yeah. I haven't seen all of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, villain was right at gmail.com as well. And as well, uh, as you probably know by now, we have uh, recently launched, uh, or as of last month, launched a Patreon. So if you have a couple bucks you want to throw to the podcast, help us with production costs and all the rest, uh, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, villain, uh, patreon.com slash the villain was right uh, we have different tiers for all budgets uh, including our bonus episodes uh, which if you haven't listened to them yet that is this month it is uh, we're uh, covering Frisky Dingo yes my favorite show Frisky Dingo <laughs> and uh, Austin Powers uh, to some pretty iconic villains there uh, so if you want to sign up for the uh, $7 Patreon 
uh, you get those as well as all the ones from our back catalog, which uh, is two other ones at this point, but there'll be more coming. So thank you to everyone who's already a patron. Uh, and uh, thanks to everyone who uh, is going to come check that out. And as always, though, this podcast will always be free. Uh, we'll of course. Always, yeah, you always can come and hang with us on, uh, on a Thursday. Uh, so thanks very much for everyone who's uh, already shared the podcast with their friends. Uh, and now, uh, yeah, time for our hero and villain of the week. What do you got this week? For I've, got a, I've got like a hero villain combo. Like I've got a, I wouldn't okay. say they're particularly villainous, but I, 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 I watched something happen where I was like, this is phenomenal to watch. All right. I got a, I got a villain, but it's pretty, I, I think I should go first. Oh, from, sure. From, it sounds like oh, yours no. is a better story. <laughs> uh, so this is, uh, this comes out August 1st, but as we're recording this, uh, the 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 trailer for the movie Cats the musical oh came. Jesus Murphy <laughs> yeah <laughs> which reminded oh. me of this story uh, which is basically um, so when I was uh, when I was uh, a kid um, my older sister was part of a youth group right and um, you needed to be in grade six in order to join the youth group and when I was in grade five my older sister. Uh, went with the youth group, and they went to go see Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat in Toronto. And this is like original run of that musical, right? Donny Osmond was still in it and everything. And I just remember my sister coming back, and they were like, everyone who went to see it was so excited about how cool this new musical was and how like fun the staging was. And like they brought the cassette tapes home and they had like t-shirts like, and they got to come up to Toronto, which was like this big glamorous city. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I got to do that. And I was like, Oh man, I'm so upset that I missed out on this fun thing that everyone got to go see. I can't wait to join youth group next year so that we can go and do something like that. And the next year, instead of going to Toronto to see Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, we went to Detroit to watch Cats. Ooh. Cats in Detroit, which cats is just. <laughs> which, and Cats is one of. I'm, I, I'm pretty okay with musical theater. I enjoy seeing it, but Cats is a fucking awful musical. Uh, it makes no sense. So here I am, like an 11 year old boy, sitting in this theater being like, what the fuck is the point of this? This is just people dancing around as cats and singing. And I was so disappointed. Like, you know how, like, age 11, you're like, yeah, I want to see, like, colors and, like, a story I can yeah. follow. And, like, and it was just like, this is all, like, metaphors. And, like, uh. like, like, can you think of anything that an 11-year-old boy wants to see less than a musical based on the poetry of T.S. Eliot? <laughs> <laughs> written oh, by Andrew Lloyd Webber in Detroit. Holy we had to, shit, dude. Like, you know where the best actors are? Not Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Oh, God. It's like... <laughs> Like I'm pretty sure they were they were removing the seats so that the Red Wings could play that night where we were seeing it. Uh, so that's my villain is the musical Cats because uh, I've never enjoyed it. Oh, the other thing I'll I'll add about this is uh, that's also Cats' parents' favorite musical. Really? And, so you've caught it a bit, huh? Uh, no, no, I I hate this musical. Yeah. And I I I say outright how much I hate it, and Cat was like. Maybe don't mention that around my parents. I was like, really? And they're, they're like, she's like, yeah, it might actually be a thing. And I was like, okay, 
All right, I'm not gonna let my feelings be known about That's how terrible so this. That's so funny. That trailer looks terrifying. It's, it, it brought back a bunch of. It's uh, nightmare memories. fuel. Yeah. It is nightmare fuel. I was like, if I was younger and I saw this, it would. I think it would do something to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's yeah. <laughs> like it's, I think I would have nightmares about it for sure. And the best. I can say about it is I hope it's a faithful adaptation of the musical, in which case it's going to be garbage. Yeah. Uh, that's me. So my villain, musical cats, everybody. Oh don't, my God. don't at me. <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my story is just, uh, I had a very bad, like uh, you ever show up as a comic to just a bad situation? Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Have you right? ever been a comic? Yeah. Uh, is basically so, um, but always more enjoyable when you're with a person you enjoy, right? Absolutely. So I'm with uh, Drew Bem, who's another comic, and I absolutely love him. Uh, super funny guy. Anyway, we're going up and we're doing this resort show, okay? So we get out there, super nice place, okay? Like, water's beautiful. We get there early. We're hanging out by the water. Things seem great. Um, we show up. We, we see we're kind of in this, like, I want to say, like, dining hall type thing uh, slash bar. But, like, no worries. Whatever, right? So we're, um, we're standing around the front desk, just kind of like decide, I'm like, okay, like when we're we going to start, what are we doing? Whatever. Um, and, uh, I overhear like some of the girls talking to, uh, some of the people that are maybe going to come and watch the show, the people at this, uh, resort. Um, and I realized that I'm like, okay, and no, and I'm looking at the poster and I'm like, okay, at no point does it say anywhere or has anyone mentioned that this is an adult show? And I'm seeing kids running around everywhere. I'm like, nah, okay, this this maybe this might be fine, but like whatever. I'm like, it should really say like 16 plus on it or something like that, right? Adult adult content, adult content or whatever. Like, it's one thing to be like, okay, like this is a pretty like this could be like a cleaner show or whatever, but like, there's no such thing as a comedian for toddlers because that's just a clown. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's mm-hmm. a flip here that happens when you're about, I would say 11, 12 years old, then you can flip over to the stand up category, but it's really hard. I think to find something for kids younger than that for stand up. it's uh, almost impossible. I don't think it's a real thing. I'm sure somebody could prove me wrong, but it's like one in a million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we're sitting at the bar and, um, the show's supposed to start at, let's say nine. Okay, so show's supposed to start at nine. It's uh, 10 to nine, and there is no people. There are zero people. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I really need to mention that at the time, um, the Rolling Stones were playing like uh, um, like a couple miles away from us, and that's what a lot of the people at this resort were using the resort for right. was to go see, yeah. see the Rolling Stones. Right? Bit of bit of a draw that band. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> especially in cottage country. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. These all these all of these people are a hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> so we're like, okay, so we're thinking the worst here. We're like, okay, this is going to be a super light night, which is a huge problem because there's only two of us on the show. I'm supposed to do a half hour and Drew's supposed to do an hour. So I'm talking to him. I'm like, okay, listen, like, I think if only 10, 15 people show up, let's cut our times down a little bit. And you know what I mean? Because nobody, nobody wants to wa- like sit around with 10 other people and watch an hour and a half show. No, they don't. No. It's too long. So uh, about 10 to two guys come sit up at the bar. We're chatting with them. I'm like, these guys will be good audience members. I was like, I like these guys. They're cool. Whatever. We're having a little chit chat. 
nine o'clock hits, still not really anybody. That's when people started walking in. And first kid to walk in is about 12. I'm like, okay, we're okay. This is fine. This is fine. You're going to hear some new things. From yeah, you're going to, yeah, you're, you're going to learn something tonight, but this is okay, right? Next kid walks in, seven. Next kid walks in, probably five. It honestly started to unfold like it was a sketch. Like it was like they kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller, like Russian dolls, and then just a pregnant woman walked in. <laughs> I was like, shut it down, man. This is not okay, right? So I'm freaking out. I'm like, this is not good. I don't have content for kids, okay? Like literally, I could tell you none of my jokes. For a child, you know what I mean? Like there are things that I can clean up and like there's material that I have that isn't dirty, but like I also, maybe I'll swear in it or maybe I have yeah. an adult concept in it. You know what I mean? It's still clean, but it's only clean to an adult. Like I have no idea what to do. And I'm supposed to be like host in this bitch, right? So I'm talking to Drew and like, and but still there's not a ton of people here either. So it's not even like we have the, the option of like volume here. It's like, I can't even kick these kids out because I need these kids to be here. <laughs> And their parents. And their parents, especially their parents, right? Because those kids just don't leave by themselves. So I got, I'm like, we're fucked. We're absolutely fucked right now. And I'm talking to Drew. Drew's calming me down. He's like, listen, here's what we're going to do. He's like, you're just going to do as much as you can. He's like, we're going to cut our times in half. You're going to do 15. I'm going to do a half hour. He's like, I have a corporate clean half hour. That's what I'm going to do. And we're just going to hammer it. And we'll just let them know what's happened. And I'm like, done so i get up there and i swear to god <laughs> within the first sentence i'm like yeah so we gotta make it like i'm like explaining it to them i'm like yeah so like there's been a little bit of a misunderstanding here um we were hired to do an adult show here um obviously like we're still going to do a show but it might not be what you expect and we're going to try our very best to keep it as clean as possible for your children here and we're going to do our very best with it. And the second I said that I went, ah, shit. And I was like, ah, <laughs> Drew's fucking dying laughing beside the stage. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, man. What am I doing here? Right. Um, I do my 15. It's fine. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's okay. I'm happy. I'm happy with it. I'm like, we got through it. Drew goes up, does a half hour. This guy gets six applause breaks. He annihilates this room. I've never seen anything like it. I was losing my fucking mind oh, watching it. I was like, this guy is my fucking hero, man. I was like, this is phenomenal to watch. We get out on the road. Everything's great. I'm super happy with what we've done and how we've handled it. And then I find out a week later from the fucking organizer. He's like, oh, yeah, we still got complaints. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, we still got a few complaints. Although, to be fair, the next show they had got that whole series canceled. So, <laughs> oh, really? So, at least I wasn't, you, you know. weren't the canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I don't think either of those comics on that show <laughs> deserved to get it canceled either way. Yeah. Either <laughs> well, way. what are you going to do? Here we are. And that would be my hero slash kind of villain for yeah, that yeah, venue. Because yeah, yeah. fuck you guys. Stop doing that to us. If you want a a show for children, just let us know and we'll tell you no. (laughs) (laughs) We won't find one for you. We'll just tell you no. Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, all right. Well, uh, I think that's uh, it from us. We're going to uh, be doing uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world next week. Very excited. Catch that uh, episode. We have very special guests. And uh, until then, this is The Villain Was Right reminding you that teenagers are not always great for cult environment. <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.